This is a very unique episode of your Routine Queen podcast. It is an interview episode, but also is going to shift into an experience. So I'm going to be speaking with Rayanna Batiste, who is a breathwork facilitator and microdosing guide. If you have heard me speak about microdosing, supporting my body through breathwork, releasing energy, overcoming trauma, Rai has been a huge part of that journey for me. And I love introducing her to new people who've not yet been kind of down that path of looking at how breathwork and microdosing can be so powerful. Towards the end of this episode, she actually opens up space and takes control of the audio to walk us through a guided breathwork session. Now, she also gives us cues at the end of who want more of where you can get more free guided breathwork and information on microdosing. But so many people ask me about my journey around this. So I wanted to create this full episode and experience for you to see if this is something that resonates with you for your own healing journey, especially as you are stepping out more and more into creating an online business for purpose and profit, there's going to be triggers, there's going to be stuck energy, there's going to be limiting beliefs that pop up that are holding you back, finding some tools that resonate with you to move to and through those limiting beliefs is what's going to get you on the other side so that you can keep growing your business instead of having those be hurdles that are your sticking and stopping point. So definitely tune into the entire episode. If you are driving or multitasking, you may want to pause towards the end when she does drop us into an actual breathwork experience. But I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Let's jump into it. This is Chelsea Fournier, a.k.a. Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. Welcome to this interview episode of Your Routine Queen. I'm here with Rihanna. She goes by Rye. Like, what do you say by like the bread or the whiskey, Batiste? Yeah. And- <laughs> I love that. And Rye calls herself a trauma-informed, certified breathwork facilitator and microdosing guide. There may be some things in there that you're not familiar with. You're going to get familiar in this episode. And if you are familiar with the power of breathwork and microdosing, you're getting a gem of an introduction to someone that you should be following and really diving into. So Rye, just tell me a little bit about what this role of breathwork facilitator, microdosing guide, like what does this mean to you and how did you step into this level of work? Thank you, Chelsea, for having me here and for your excitement for what I do. It's become addicting to do my work because it's so rewarding to guide people with the breath and with teeny tiny amounts of psychedelic fungi. I sort of stumbled into both of these things on my own journey to heal chronic inflammation, the trauma response that we all seem to be uh, experiencing in the world as a collective right now. And I see myself as someone who's just some steps ahead of those that I guide. I don't profess to be healed or finished, right? And I think we should be wary of anyone who does, but I'm honored to be guiding so many women and now men 
through either or both using the breath to shift energy and access a different state of being and using microdosing to re-pattern the brain around our stuck points. Yeah. And I love how you've brought the two of those together. And I have been a client, a guidee of yours in both realms. And I can definitely attest to, in, in addition to having the tools, like someone may have heard of, oh, microdosing, psilocybin. Oh, okay. Know about that. Or maybe having heard about breath work, but something that is, I think really your superpower that you may not even understand is just really holding space and creating the container for someone to feel safe diving into that. And you probably do know that, but I would just love to hear in your own words, when you think, I use the term signature transformation in a lot of my programming and, you know, really helping people to think about what do you want to be known for? So you have these tools that you know make amazing support for people and you have the ability to create this space and container for people to explore their their healing journey. And so if you were to boil it down just from your current consciousness of what you're doing, what do you want to be known for? How would you describe mm -hmm. that? That is such a good, juicy, empowering question to explore today. So it, you, you touched on something really key that I'll back up to in this question, the, the, the topic of safety, right? Yeah. We cannot heal anything if we do not feel safe. And I think this is largely ignored in a lot of modalities. Um, we want to get right to the tool, right? We want to get right to the thing that we can start doing to make the bad feelings go away. And really what is needed is to be able to think into what's there and what's uncomfortable, right? I see a lot of like, okay, right. Help me figure out how to like erase this piece of my experience and create this piece. And I love the roomy quote, the wound is the place where the light enters you. Yeah, right. So this idea that the actual um, rupture, the part that you don't like, the part that's uncomfortable is the point of transformation, is where the light comes in, is where the healing is actually happening, right? We don't have to yeah. come over here to get away from it, to run from it. That's actually the flight response, right? That's part of the trauma cycle. We want yeah. to be able to sit with the wound, with the part of ourself that is hurt, that has been abandoned, right? That has experienced trauma. And we can't do that if we don't feel safe. So I think a big part of what I want to be known for is creating that container and creating that safety for people to be in the discomfort. A breathwork journey is not comfortable, <laughs> right? I that I've had, well, there's been some journeys and sessions with you specifically where I get off and I like feel so empowered or like I'm speechless and most people know I'm rarely speechless and somewhere I'm like ugly crying or rolling on the floor and it, it never felt right. It never felt wrong. It just was. And I think that was, you know, part of the transformation for me of feeling safe and just being, you know, because even the quote you just shared, the wound, my take on that would be that the wound can be uh -huh. where the healing is going to happen. But some people are just going to block that over or ignore it, right? So they really have to be willing to show up to access the safety and the desire, I would think. 100%. I'm not in the business of trying to convince someone that they yeah. need to show up around their wound, right? I'm here usually when the wound is gaping open and they're feel, floundering, right? What do I do? What do I do? How do I bring healing to this? So being in the discomfort of a breathwork session 
right? Yeah. Moving that energy, seeing, feeling, allowing what needs to come through to come through is the healing. And, and the same with microdosing, right? It's, I really want people to understand this is not like taking a Xanax and, and all the discomfort goes away, right? Yes, there may be some feelings of euphoria. Yes. Um, psilocybin travels the serotonin receptors in the brain. So there can be, and for a lot of people, there are warm fuzzies. It's easier to see the sparkle in life, mm. all of that. And psychedelics are revealing. So you got to be ready to have some layers pulled back to have a curtain, you know, peeking on the parts of your ego that have been trying to protect you and what you are ready to face, what you are ready to start healing and li little by little, right? Two minutes of breath work by tiny dose of microdose. And I think maybe that's probably where I'd like to be known for is the idea that gentle can be effective, less can be more, and a teeny tiny dose of something can be transformative. Mm, wow. I really love that. And so let's talk about, you know, a, a teeny tiny, tiny dose of understanding breath work. So I remember you had asked me, have you ever done breath work? And I was like, I don't know. I breathe deeply at the end of yoga, like Shavasana. Is that what you mean? Because I had never really heard the term of like having a breath work journey. And then once I experienced a full session with you, I was just like, holy hell, like how did I never know that I could breathe? this deeply, this like just whole body. And so give us the 101 on like what breathwork is. It's not just breathing more deeply once in a while, right? It's more of a more intentional than that. And why do you find breathwork to be so transformative? Yeah, great question. So but I like to think of the term breath work as just working the breath in order to shift the state, really keeping it as simple as possible here. You're exchanging oxygen for CO2 in an intentional way. So yes, your Shavasana breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. What a beautiful way to bring relaxation to the body. Certainly something I will cue in a journey when the energy needs to settle, but the type of breath work I practice and that I guide people to using is that more intentional breath. So your yoga breath may be like this, right? A little more power behind it, a little more intention. That breath is moving energy in the body. Now there's a physiological response that's happening. Uh, I encourage your readers to read Breath by James Nestor, to read all the incredible information that's out there about the alkalization of the blood that happens when we start to breathe and, and all these functions of the body that shift. I mean, you can actually lower your inflammation and increase your immune response simply by shifting the way that you breathe. It's phenomenal. But you right? think like I'm breathing all day, are we all doing it wrong? Or is this just like a new level of understanding and awareness Yes. Of the intention? Previously, I think for, for a long time throughout history, this is the kind of stuff that was reserved for people who could handle it. Monks and healers, right? Yeah. Stories of, you know, people, monks in the tundra in negative 40 degrees in just a robe and, you know, no snow around them because the way that they breathe produced so much heat that they were able to keep themselves warm in the winter, right? We're talking about, we're talking about the Iceman. We're talking about Wim Hof, right? He's br really brought this to us, these ancient teachings. And yes, we are doing it wrong all day because we're not, we are, right? We're, we're not meant to be walking around all day long, right? That should be reserved for an intentional container. And 
certainly when I am cooking dinner and it's that time of the day when I'm feeling my stress response growing and I'm at the stove inviting even three <sighs> breaths is going to shift something so that I'm significantly less likely to blow, to hit that point of frustration, right? To do the thing I don't want to do that causes the spiral to happen. So most of us are breathing shallowly throughout the day. There's new condition they've labeled called like email breathing where they can hook (laughs) totally, yes, 100% hook someone up to monitor their breathing while they are checking and responding to emails and the, the level of shallow breathing and the amount of breath holding that's happening when someone is in front of the computer answering emails is extraordinary, wow. extraordinary. So, and that's just one example, yeah, of how much we are cutting off that life force yep. as a coping mechanism. Hmm. Wow. And, and I loved what you just described about bringing it into your day, like at the, you know, cooking dinner and knowing that you're close to a boiling point just the other day. So I have a a little over a two year old and he knows that mommy takes deep breaths and she's upset or needs to, because I voice to him that he's not in charge of my emotions. Mommy is. And so yesterday he was just pushing every button, but he's two and I'm the adult. Right. And so he said, Oh, mommy, you upset. You're going to take a deep breath now. And I was like, you know what, buddy? I am. Why don't we do it together? And so it, what I love about breath work is that it, having the the sacred container, like consciously saying for the next 90 minutes, I'm going to show up with Rye or I'm going to show up with a practitioner is so beneficial. And the day-to-day, like it can come into your everyday life or into your relationships if if you have that ability. And so for me, it's been, you know, sometimes I'm doing the blow breath in the shower. Yeah. Active halo while I'm trying to get my son down to nap and and it has been something that I can lean into every day, which is different than therapy or, you know, some modalities where you're like, I show up and that's all the support I get until my next session. Yep. What I've loved is, is it feels like a tool that I can bring in my pocket. Beautiful. So you are integrating the breath into your day to day. Yes. I call that everyday breath work. And I feel like it has changed my life, the ability to take this tool and into my day. I I don't want people to feel reliant on me in order to have permission to breathe, right? I am here to guide you in those deeper journeys. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to encourage you. And when you go back out there into your day, I am your biggest cheerleader when you are in the shower, like you're saying, blow breath in and out of the mouth, right? What a potent breath, two minutes of, right? What shifts for you when you do those couple of minutes in the shower, Chelsea? Um, I mean, I would say, especially if it's a, oh, my son woke up early. We didn't have his lunch ready. The nanny's showing up. It's rushed. And I know that I'm just in that shallow breathing. Mm-hmm. And for me, specifically, the blow breath just feels like, Get rid of the chaos. Get rid of what's holding me back to access deeper breathing the rest of the day. And I don't know if that's just me making it up, but it's how it feels in my body to be like, okay, the stagnation, the self-doubt, the we're never going to get on top of our day, especially on days where it's just we kind of crash landed into the day. That two minutes of like washing my face and breathing and, you know, just blowing it out just can really make or break how the next hour of my day is going to go. Brilliant. No, you're not making anything up. I feel the same energy move with a blow breath. It's, and this calls us back to the, the initial question, like what, what is breath work doing and why is it so amazing that blow breath and any of the breaths. So we know physiologically what it's doing, but energetically it's moving stuck energy. It's moving stagnation. It's moving that unexpressed emotion 
It's moving the frustration that you woke up to the two-year-old touching your face, right? And, and overslept through the alarm. That All of that energy that builds up for us so that at six o'clock we blow our lid, right? Can be moved through throughout the day and certainly in a full one-hour journey drop in where, you know, the blow breath for five, 10, 15 minutes alternating with some holds could induce a cry, a sob, um, you know, unexpected for some, well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have anything to cry about. Right. Right. And emotion is energy. Energy needs to move to access deeper places of healing. And the breath is just a fabulously efficient and effective tool for that, that moves the energy without talking about it without having to relive your trauma, without having to figure out why you do the thing that you do. That's what keeps people really stuck. I think we get super in our minds about healing and we try to kind of outthink what's happening. Ah, That's so interesting. Just in my gratitude journal the other day, I was writing, I'm so thankful for so many tools recently that I don't outthink because I am someone, you know, like what else can I do to just bring in support to chip away at this like fortress of emotions that's been locked away like breath is one of them microdosing is one of them and just being really thankful for that because I'm someone who and I I know you found a therapist you and I are both very open about our mental wellness journeys and prioritizing ourselves and you can find that right therapist who gets you and calls you on your bs when you need it but I don't know if you can relate to this but I feel like I outsmarted a lot of therapists in the past and I, I don't say that in a like oh I'm so smart but just like I know how to show up properly because of some of my trauma responses. And so there would be a lot of, oh, I don't really know why you need me mm-hmm. instead of like seeing the shit I was actually bringing. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. And 100% see and hear you and agree and have had a yeah. similar experience with yeah. talk therapy. My therapist, actually, there is some talking, but we get right to what is the feeling in the body that this is associated yeah. with at what age is this feeling right and what is unexpressed here and so then i'm able to use my breath and use the tools and drop in to be present with the discomfort of what that ache in my heart is what that pit in my stomach is right that's calling to me and there's so much to be said for processing and we love to process by talking thinking and writing and the breath and microdosing give us those intangibles, give us that richer, deeper somatic experience of moving it through the body. And man, I don't need to know what and why and right? answer all those questions I for myself. And I can, again, great. No, right. Just let it go. And yeah, that's truly been the beauty of the breath for me. I, I was microdosing for almost three years before I discovered breath work and had profound shifts, profound shifts in the way I was seeing things and, and showing up in my life. And I was still so triggered in my body around my triggers, right? So it was like, I understood and had done so much healing in my relationship with my mother, like beautiful, rich, deep healing, communication, therapy, ancestral healing so much. And yet when she was in my presence or when I was in hers, my whole nervous system was a seven-year-old girl, right? And just could not see the adult relationship that was there. And so when I introduced breath work to my body and moved the energy of that seven-year-old girl out and saw her, you know, and held her and loved her, I am able to be around my mom for hours now, or it used to only be minutes and just enjoy her presence, connect with her do a project with her stuff that was completely unavailable to me before breath. Wow. 
Well, I'm going to try to reserve us a couple minutes towards the end of this. So if you're listening and you're intrigued by breathwork or what it could sound like or feel like, we're going to try to reserve a couple minutes at the end where Rai has graciously offered that we can even drop in for just a couple minutes of a lead practice. But we're intertwining two of the topics. And I know that that's like part of your purpose, that you're passionate about helping people who want to and are open to exploring both breathwork and microdosing. Although people can work with you separately on either track, I know of that course. you see and what, what we're talking about is really kind of the the support from both. And so I'm just curious, what kinds of shifts, were, you've, you've shared a little bit about what you've seen, I've, I've shared some of how I bring it into my day, but just what do you see in clients who are open to combining the support of microdosing and breath work at the same time? Like, what does that start to look and feel like for them? Yeah, really beautiful question. You know, sometimes someone enters first with the microdosing and then dips their toe into the breath work or vice versa. It doesn't have to be in a, at the same time. And in fact, I think there's a benefit to layering them in one at a time to really gently notice what the benefits are for you personally of each one before combining. Because the folks that combine, it's just so much fun to support their healing. I think the biggest thing that thematically comes through is that ability to be in the discomfort of what's happening. So someone shared recently that her mom started to apologize and acknowledge uh, where she had fallen short in that person's childhood. And even though these were, it was a beautiful extension from mother to daughter, she felt the trigger, right? She felt the cold wash over her. She felt the heart start to race. She felt the need to run. And previously she said, prior to breathwork and microdosing, she would have got to go, like, thanks for sharing, boom, right? Full freeze, flight, all of it. We're all familiar with those responses we have in the face of our trigger. And she was able to share recently that even though the sensations were happening, the discomfort yeah. of the trigger was happening, she was able to hang in the conversation. She was able to receive what her mother was saying. She was able to receive and, and accept and forgive, like really allow her mom to be fully expressed and fully expressed in there and then hang up the phone and feel, holy shit, I just did something I never thought I would have been able to do that my body and my mind would have flipped out in the presence of previously. So that, yeah. that window of tolerance, if your listeners know anything about the trauma response, right? That window of tolerance for many folks is a sliver right now, right? We are overloaded and overwhelmed in so many ways. Breathwork and microdosing is going to expand mm. your capacity. It's going to expand your tolerance. Literally, how long can you tolerate the discomfort yeah so that you can deepen into your healing. And that, that looks like resolution of panic attacks, panic, you know, people come to me with panic disorders there, you know, that, that kind of phrasing, I have a disorder where I panic and the breath and the microdosing, just giving that person permission to feel a different way, to allow the panic attack to even start and to be a curious observer to it, to say like, Oh, panic. I see you. This is actually part of me that has a need. Right. And instead of just trying to get away from it, right? I'm going to come to the wound. The wound is the place where the light is. I'm going to come to the wound with my breath, with that light and see what can transmute there. That seems, and regardless of what it is, right? Anxiety, ADHD, yeah. depression, you know, insert diagnosis here. It's expanding our window of tolerance for being in this life. Wow. And I love the, the term, and if I got it wrong, let me know, but just being curious kind of as a, that external observer, I can definitely relate to that. Yesterday was a dosing day for me and it, my intention was around like, show me what I need to understand more about forgiving myself. Mm. And some days, you know, my husband and I were talking about this. Some days when you dose and have a really powerful intention, 
it's going to show the light of like the progress you've made or just that awareness and revealing. And yesterday it was that I had a lot of things I needed to forgive myself on. I was snapping at my son. I was, you know, ignoring my body's needs. I, and so what's been really helpful for me is to take that observer mentality and be like, this isn't wrong. <laughs> this is the current circumstance and what do I need to learn from it? And so it's not just like, let me take these drops or this capsule and like, poof, I'm, I'm better. Like you said, it's not like taking a Xanax. And do you walk people kind of through that process of understanding how to set intentions with it? Yeah, great question. And I love your share so much. That's exactly the way that I guide people to using the medicine that you and your husband have taken to so beautifully that setting that intention is critical. I mean, you, you would never jump into a full-blown psychedelic journey um, you know, fly to Mexico, do the whole thing, right? Sign up for a journey, have this intense experience without knowing why you're there. What is the healing that you're seeking? What do you want to be shown? And the yeah. same goes for two or three drops of a liquid tincture of that medicine on a regular old day. You want to be clear. So yes, I do guide my clients to setting intentions with that sentence stem that you showed. Um, show me the way to show me what it looks like to show me what it feels like to and I can totally relate to what you're saying recently I was working with the intention show me what it looks like to lead from love with my teenager right I lead with irritation I lead with bossiness I lead with you know commands what does it look like to lead from love and man two three weeks of only seeing myself not leading from love right? Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. time. And it was like, man, it, it, and it is that curious observer that really I've become obsessed with my triggers, right? The trigger isn't that you're doing it wrong. The trigger and that data there is the information to go deeper into like, oh my gosh, what's here. It's really difficult for me to lead from love. What is in here? Yeah. And it wasn't until I did some deeper inner child work and my own breath work journey. And I was able to meet myself and lead with more love to myself that I have wow. been able to offer that to my 13 year old. Wow. That's, that's breaking generational curses. And, you know, just that, that old story of like, this is just how you have to parent, or this has to be the conflict, or you need to medicate one of you or, you know, like no judgment for where people are in their journey, but especially around parenting. I'm so thankful that I'm, we're both doing a lot of this work while our son is still young. Cause he's so flipping smart and he's going to outsmart us. And <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All over us if we don't get our baggage, you know, taken care of more and more every day. <laughs> so. I love that so much. Yes. I've got super bright boys too. And man, they, they can spot, they can spot the in, yeah. inconsistency. They can spot the lie. They can spot where you're lying to yourself and point it out. And, and they're a gift. I mean, my five-year-old came up to me in a moment of pure panic a few months ago when we had a leak in the home and I was literally hyperventilating, holding both sides of the counter, <laughs> not able to get a full breath. And he came right up to me. He grabbed my shirt. He pulled me down. He said, mom, you really just need to breathe. You really, hi. <laughs> yeah. Mom, yeah, get it together. Yep. Yeah, you need yeah. to breathe. And he was right. He was right. And I was, I was having a hyperventilating unproductive breathe where I was panicking, you know, and as soon as I offered myself an intentional loving breath over and over, I probably did about 15 or 20 the sob and the cry and the grief came through, right? The yeah. fear that was there. Yeah. I allowed it probably two, three hard minutes. of, Wah! And then I stopped, it passed. And I said, okay, let's deal with this leak. Let's deal with what's happening here. I was clear. I was in charge. I was empowered, right? It was yeah. not acting from that, that wound, right? I moved through that energy and I was able to show up intentionally. And to your original question, empowerment, 
empowerment is the biggest piece there, right? We access safety, we forgive, we come to the wound, we work through the energy, we move it, we release it, we let it go. And what's on the other side for so many of these women and men is finally becoming expressed in their lives, right? Able to communicate what they need, able to show up differently in their business or quit a job. I mean, it's my favorite part about this work is like, okay, I finally left him. And I'm like, oh shit, you left him. Like, (laughs) yep. Couldn't, couldn't not after that breathwork session and what the microdosing is telling me or done with that job. I'm quitting in two weeks, right? Right. Like transformation happens when we move through that energy. Wow. So we're going to shift into a slightly different energy with some kind of rapid fire questions. So um, for those of you that may not know, so Raya is actually coming in as one of the aligned mindset experts into the aligned to ignite program. And so all of the students coming through the program are going to get to breathe live with her during this cohort, which is going to be so fun. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the business side, because you are an amazing practitioner. You, You create this support for others and you're also growing a business. And part of my obsession is helping lightworkers, healers, guides to understand you can have purpose and profit and marry them in the same business and have it all flow with just equal energy exchange. And so we're going to talk just briefly. I'm going to read you the six values that really are the cornerstone of the work that I do in that program and in others. I'm going to read you the six values. Just listen to them. Let them wash over you and see which one, just describe to us which one kind of pings for you of what you would desire more of right now, maybe a little bit about what it means to you. Hmm. So the six values of the Align to Ignite program are longevity, discernment, design, sustainability, spaciousness, and safety. Mm. Yeah, discernment gave me the biggest ping there. It's such a potent word. And I think so much more accessible and available to us when we are in our window of tolerance, right? I'm not sure if I had any discernment when I was in fight or flight or on or freeze, right? Constantly just managing the experience of being triggered. But um, in this space that I'm in now, this this much more dropped in and aligned space um, in the work that I'm doing, yeah, I am able to discern with so much clarity who I'm meant to work with and who I'm not meant to work with. Right. I I really, I used to just pitch myself to everyone, right? Well, this is a solution for anyone. And the truth is it's not, it's not, you have to be ready to drop into this kind of breath work. You have to be open to receive what this medicine may be revealing to you. And so for me as a business owner, it's been really empowering to deepen into discernment for myself. I don't, I've, I've had even experiences recently where I'm like, I actually don't think I'm a match for you. And that's a whole yeah. new, that's yeah. a whole new thing for me, right? It's, wow. it's yeah. interesting to turn money down, right? And every time that I have gone through without following that nagging feeling, something yeah. has gone awry in that yeah. relationship. And yeah. so I really only want to work with people who are a hell yes to me and people I'm a hell yes to. I love that. Period. Yeah. So discernment in your boundaries and identifying your soul client or your ideal client picture now. So we're recording this in February of 2022. If you were to fast forward to a year from now, what is one specific result or shift in your business that you want to call in for the next year? Mm. Oh my goodness. So good. I love visioning and it feels like I can actually get to this place working with you and being in the Align to Ignite program. I am ready for a six-figure year. I'm ready to claim that it's safe and good and okay, and I'm worthy to receive good compensation for the healing that I'm offering people. 
Yeah, that's a huge, I know it's a huge shift for you. It's a huge shift for many who know that, you know, everybody deserves to feel well. And so as the guide, you can feel like, well, I should be accessible to absolutely everybody, but that can burn you out. And so just hearing you voice that so confidently, you are calling it in. And so it is, it will unfold. Thank you so much. I believe it. So we're going to talk about routines for a hot second because this is your Routine Queen podcast. So we're going to talk about the contrast of routines. I want to hear from you. We're going to do the positive first. I would love to hear from you one routine that you believe truly serves you in your business right now. One routine that truly serves me in my business right now. Yeah, my morning aligned time, I call okay. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least five days a week. I'm, I'm a rebel at heart, so I give myself two days to lay in bed and not get up to breathe, but at least five days a week, especially if it's a big business day, I am cross-legged on my cushion in front of my altar. I've lit a candle and I have, you know, I could do them in whatever order, but I have a series of spiritual, energetic, and emotional touch points that I work through sort of intuitive, but it's always starts with breath work because that, oh, that clears the energy and opens up the channel for me. I used to sit and really struggle to get to that meditative state. What I love about breath work is that it's, it's not different from meditation. It opens the door to that present state, right? So two, three, four, five minutes of breath work. And then boom, I can sit in presence and I can ask, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? And what would you have me say and to whom? And that's the prayer time. And that's when I can just sit and receive. Maybe a download comes through, maybe not. I don't have an expectation of it. Usually then throughout the day, if I've started the day with that prayer, it's very clear what God universe is putting in front of me and what I am meant to do and serve and how I'm meant to show up. Um, but yeah, that, that routine is a, a non-negotiable really for growing into the six figure year and, yeah. and, you know, increasing my reach the way that I want to, I want to be led. I want to trust that guidance that's coming through because when I don't, I'm efforting too hard. I'm pushing too much. I'm relying on my own flawed humanness to get me through the experience. And those days never end well. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And even knowing how powerful it is, you use the word non-negotiable, but is it still easy to want to talk yourself out of taking the time because you should be jumping into action or you should be doing something else? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I will talk myself out of any routine. I'm a creative. <laughs> I have ADHD. I love spontaneity. I love going with what my soul wants in that moment. And, and I'm inherently rebellious and actually working through some of those rebellious pieces, finding healthy ways to express the rebellion instead of F that I'm not going to follow my eating plan. Right. I don't want to drink any more water. That's annoying. Right. Those, those little parts of me that are unhealed around taking really good care of myself, just, all right, I'm just going to shave the side of my head this week and drink my water. Right. Like where's the, where's the (laughs) rebel and, and where is routine exactly what I need? Even when I don't feel like it so much of life is about showing up when we don't feel like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And so now let's let's talk about the contrast. And this has been such a, I've been learning so much about people. And so many of the guests I interview are like, I've never told anybody this. So this is a safe space, but it, where is one area of your life or business that you know you need more routine that you just are resisting, kicking and screaming, and it's a big energy suck for you right now? What is yeah, that? so good. So exactly what I need to share. 
100% the financial realm, right? So the place that I want to bring more attention to is the place where routine structure consistency is sorely missing. I don't know what my expenses are, right? You know, I know that I always end up making a profit, right? And pretty much since I opened a business 10 years ago, I really have never lost money. It just depends how much actually came in. Um, So yeah, my financials, uh, you know, I've never had a bookkeeper. I, I don't necessarily look at what's happening, the ins and outs every day. So I crave and I'm ready. And I think my window of tolerance has expanded enough, right? Where I can sit in front of a spreadsheet or in front of a bank statement and not have a dysregulated nervous system response that makes me spiral into all the ways I could avoid it for another week or month or year. Yeah. You are not alone. I know so many listeners are nodding their heads and being like, wait, there's a way out. And and I'm so excited. I'm working with one of the guest experts, Alejandro Rojas, Rojas right now. And um, I've got some bank statements in front of me that I need to start reconciling the way that she recommends. And I'm actually excited for the very first time because she brings such a different money block releasing approach to it of like the curiosity, being aware, experiencing the triggers and just letting them be. And so I actually, that's on my commitment list today is to do the homework for her. And I know you'll have some homework from her through the program. So it'll be bring it on. Great timing. (laughs) Ready. Awesome. So let's tell listeners where they can follow you. And then we will set up all the tech for you to be able to share some of your music for a couple minute journey. So if people are wanting to follow you, see your content, get access to free support or paid support that you offer, like where should someone start? Yeah, absolutely. I spend a good bit of time on Instagram and in Instagram stories sharing. So please do follow me at Ryana Batiste on Instagram. I love YouTube. I'm trying to build the channel even more. I have a really nice following on my microdosing and breath work videos there. So please do check me out, Ryana Batiste on YouTube. And then uh, finally, my website has a free microdosing mini course, just a little masterclass that's well-edited, easy to listen to or watch. That'll give you the one-on-one on all of those microdosing questions you might have. Um, it's, it's not as easy and simple a process as you might think. You know, you want to find your right dose, you want to find your right schedule, and you want to be intentional with the medicine. So please visit my website, ryanabatiste.com to download that free course. Awesome. Oh, Breath work is more fun and a little easier when there's music involved. I encourage you to pop on a song when you need a little encouragement to breathe. In this song, we're just going to use our mouth only for the breath. So inhalation through the mouth and an exhalation, you'll blow out a birthday candle. That's it. That's the whole breath. We're going to sustain that for a full minute here. So just allowing yourself, wherever you are, if you're driving, go ahead and save this one for later, but bring yourself to a little breath. Blowing away that stagnant energy. Don't need to know what it is or why it's there. Only work is to breathe. Allowing yourself to blow at the speed and the depth that works for you. Yes. Feeling the energy building, perhaps. Normal if you're just a little bit lightheaded or tingly. That's great evidence 
that a shift is happening for you. About 30 more seconds here. Beautiful. Keeping that flow, breath activated. You are safe to breathe. Safe to shift the way that you're moving air in this moment. Beautiful. Now what we're gonna do in just a moment is release that breath completely. Stop all efforting. Taking a few grounding breaths into the nose and out the mouth, if that's helpful. And then pulling in all of your air to hold your breath at the top of your range. Holding right there for as long as your body likes it. Feeling your heart beating. Your body activated. And your energy shifted after just two minutes. Releasing that breath when you're ready. Invitation to make a little bit of noise on the exhale, like a sigh of relief. <sighs> and then just noticing what's here for you. What's shifted in you? Thank you for practicing with me. That is available to you at any time. Awesome. So for any of you that took Rye up on that even two-minute experience, if you closed your eyes, if you gave yourself just the, the gift, the choice, the intention of breathing and feeling what that feels like. You absolutely need to take Rye up on her other offers. I'm going to put her links in the show notes to be over on Instagram. I know that she does uh, right now some really beautiful free sessions or just free experiences, mini, you know, even sometimes you'll just do like a reel of a minute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I just saw that scrolling and stopped and breathed for a minute. So go, she does definitely help you bring it into your day to day and feel more comfortable with both breath work and microdosing. Highly encourage the course, the free course she has on her website, ryanabatiste.com. Subscribe for that. And also if you're listening and you love this and you reach out to her, say, hey, I heard you on Chelsea's podcast because I know we love seeing what collaborations are coming together and bringing the right people in to meet each other. So I am so excited to see your own, you know, you have been a part of my healing journey as a guide. And I hope that in your business world, I get to continue to play that role as a, there is healing in being the personal brand, the provider, the earner in, in how we get to and choose to create online brands around the gifts and the services that we offer. So thank you so much for being on this episode today and for sharing your gifts. And I hope lots of people come to find you. So thank you, Ryan. Oh, Chelsea, thank you so much for having me for all of your support. I look forward to leaning into your container, getting my routines down and being the queen of my own personal brand. Thanks to your support. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.